global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we increase yields and improve profits. I appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about boron. And it's interesting, I was going back through some other stuff, and Karen had sent me an old video that I had done, and we decided to update it, make it a little more relevant. But some things, you know, fundamentals, they just don't change. Kind of uh, as one of the, I can't remember who the quote was, but he said, the problem with the truth is, it's the truth. No matter what you do to it, there still is. And so we're going to talk about boron today and, and talk about some things that are going on in the marketplace. And, you know, here at A Better Way to Farm, one of our things that we work very diligently to do is to read and to study and to dig through other studies and to read as many things as we can and listen to as much information as we can and then boil it down based on taking all of it together and then taking our own experience with those a test that we have ran and that in the field out there working and sweating, figuring out what does work and what doesn't. And as we boil this down, there are a lot of things that come out about boron. And it's interesting because we're seeing a lot of people come into the marketplace now and start talking about it. And we've known for years, for years, guys, here's, here's a fact. There are two facts here. Fact number one, look at your soil test. If your soil test level on boron is 0.8 parts per million or less, you need to add boron because you're suffering yield decrease. Fact number two, if you look at your soil test and it doesn't have a boron level on it, you're working with the wrong people. I don't want to be mean. I just want to be honest. Boron is so critical today, and for 95% of America, it is very insufficient. And anyone who is not testing that is doing you a disservice. We need to know what this boron level is. It's critical that we address this because it impacts so many other things. You guys know that we believe strongly that everything matters. That's one of our taglines. And everything we do impacts everything else that we do. There's so much interaction and we're also interdependent on these things that we have to make sure that we're getting it correct. We know that boron is really important for above ground development. It's not as important as calcium for cell wall strength, but it is important. And it has a lot to do with how those cell walls form and how that plant grows. We know that boron helps move sugar. In other words, it translocates energy to different growing parts of the plant. And if we're going to get that adequate translocation, then we need to have adequate boron in order to make that happen. You know, it's it's funny because boron is critical in every crop. It's well known and well accepted that we need a lot of boron to grow good alfalfa, that we have to have adequate numbers there. And that's true, and it's very, very important and very critical in that. It's also exceedingly important in a corn and soybean crop. As we start looking at what happens when we don't have enough boron in these different crops, you know, we're going to end up with low pollen vitality. There's no question it's not going to be as healthy as we want. We know the amount of pollen is going to be less. The time frame of shed is going to be reduced. We know that silks are going to be reduced, and we see problems with that and, and getting reproduction. We know that the flowering on the soybeans is going to be reduced. We also know that low boron levels, from many studies that we've read, talk about the fact that low boron levels in and of themselves just reduce the root growth. When we reduce the root growth, 
we suffer, we don't get near the nutrient uptake, in particular P and K, that we need in order to grow. We also know there are many studies that have been done that talk about the fact that a lack of boron decreases the amount of mycorrhiza that we have. And we know that mycorrhiza are responsible for a symbiotic relationship between the plant and themselves, and they provide phosphorus into the plant. So it's a double whammy there. We don't have big enough roots, so we don't get enough P, we don't get enough K. Plus, we reduce our mycorrhiza, which further reduces the amount of phosphorus going into the plant. And all of a sudden, we're really on the wrong side of life. You know, life isn't that hard. Figure out how it works. Get on the right side of it. Stop trying to fight the freight train. Go with it. As we look at all of this, we want to have adequate pollination. We want to have adequate silk. We want to have a good seed set. We want to have a good bloom. Those are the things that we're striving for and what we have to do. And boron is one of the key components to make all these things happen. We know that boron is like nitrogen and sulfur. It's very mobile in the soil. In other words, it tends to run away from us. And we're going to be applying boron from now till the day we decide to quit farming. Why is that? Well, we used to get boron in the acid rain. We got boron and we got sulfur. Guys, those days are way over. (laughs) They're way over. Contrary to what anyone wants to tell you, we have cleaned up the atmosphere a lot. And we're not getting free sulfur and we're not getting free boron like we used to. And so we're going to have to address these. And we see these numbers getting worse and worse and worse at an ever-increasing speed. Guys, we're going to have to replenish this every year. No different than we have to apply nitrogen every year because we're never going to build our nitrogen levels in the soil. We're going to have to reapply sulfur and we're going to have to reapply boron. And it's really important that we know we're going to replenish that. The reason for the soil test, once we start seeing that we need it, It's not to say, well, maybe next year we won't need any boron at all because the reality is we're going to need it forever. The question is how much? How much boron are we going to need? And we need that soil test to make the recommendation so we know we're putting on the right amount. I really want to stress, with no nutrient, do you ever want to let become visual? You don't want to look at your corn plant and go, oh, wow, that's a zinc deficiency. Oh, my, that's manganese deficient. We don't want those visuals. But we really, really, really don't want the visual for boron. What does it look like? Well, what it is, it is going to be either yellow or white spots, and they'll gravitate towards white, okay? And they're going to be intervenal, but there's going to be little spots. Now, eventually, they'll kind of grow together and make a stripe, but it's always very obvious that it's little round circles or spots that are there. That's your boron deficiency. Oftentimes we do see these coalesce and they do form streaks. However, they are not striping like you'll get with some of your other nutrients when they're deficient. As we start looking at this, we can see these streaks. They may actually become waxy and they may raise above the leaf surface. And once that happens, we're really hurting. We're really hurting bad. We know that ultimately we can diagnose that because we get short bent cobs. We get that zipper on the side of the cob where it didn't develop right, and poor kernel development. Obviously, by that time, it's way too late, and we've lost a very, very large amount of yield that could be so easily fixed, so easily fixed. We don't want to wait for the visual. Number one, take the soil test. It's very accurate, very spot on, and tells you what to do. Number two, confirm it with the tissue test. In case we didn't get enough in, we want to fix that. Now, while boron is really, really, really mobile in the soil and runs away quickly, 
The ironic part is it's not mobile in the plant. It does not move throughout the growing season into the new growth. Wherever it goes, it stays. So what does that mean? Well, it means that we have to have adequate boron numbers in our soil throughout the growing season. Maybe we had enough up front and then some of it ran away and the rest that was there got taken into the plant, but it stays in the growth that it was in at that stage. When we run out of boron and then we have new plant growth, then all of a sudden that new part of the plant is boron deficient. For that reason, we like to see boron applied in multiple trips. Some of the things that we've read and figured out here, some of the studies that we're seeing, they talk about the effect of having low boron and lots of sun and lots of heat and lots of drought. And that you really double down on your problems when you do that, that you do not want to be having inadequate boron levels when we're getting a ton of sunlight like we're getting right now. When we're getting a lot of heat like we're getting right now. When we're having a drought like a bunch of us are experiencing throughout the Corn Belt right now going on. When that happens, that intense heat and that intense light hurts us. It also reduces the photosynthesis, so even though we're getting all of the light, we're not getting the good out of it. We're not capturing that energy that we want to do. There have been many studies that we've been able to read over the last, I think, about 10 years. We started seeing that they talk about how much the uptake of P and K decrease when boron is inadequate. A lot of the industry, the mindset is the answer to all of life is more in, more P, more K, more in, more P, more K, more in, more P, more K. That's not the answer, guys. I've got a soil test here. When I finish today, I have to call our friend Evan from up north in central Iowa here. And I'm looking at his tests, and he's got great K levels. He's got fantastic phosphorus levels. He's got everything good, except that he's hurting for manganese, and his boron levels are terrible absolutely terrible. There is no question that is his limiting factor. And because of that, even with this tremendous K level, he's not going to get the uptake that he needs. And we're going to talk about how he's going to put his boron on on multiple shots. And so another study that I found that was interesting, and I think it was a grad student that actually had spent a bunch of time working on, when you put boron on a plant, within one hour the uptake of phosphorus and potassium increases. One hour, 60 minutes after you apply the boron, increased phosphorus and increased potassium go into that plant. That's fantastic news. That means that you can turn this around and you can make a difference and you can make it better. And that's what we're looking at is how do we make it better? How do we get the best way out of all of this situation? What are we going to do to improve it? Guys, we have done a lot of things in our 30 plus years of this, and I've loved every one of them. And we've done boatloads of testing, and we've tested all kinds of products that were brought to us. Some did, most didn't work. A lot of great theories, some did, most didn't work. And we've tested them over and over and over again in hundreds and hundreds of plots. And one of the things that I got interested in was testing the boron application rate. And I don't know if I've never seen any other studies on this. But we went out and we picked a farm where the boron that we needed was over six pints per acre, shade over six pints per acre. And in my mind, I had this theory. If boron runs away from us and there's a relationship between how much nitrogen we can apply at one time due to the CEC and how what kind of re response we're going to get, maybe there is the same thing with boron. And so we went out in multiple years. We went to this place where we needed over six pints. One area we did three pints of boron. One area we did six pints, both of those pre-plant all at once. In another area we did three pints 
pre-plant and three pints side dress. The three pints that were pre-plant got exactly the same yield as the six pints pre-plant. In other words, putting all six on at one time got us nothing. Three pints was where we got the most bang for our buck. Now, when we came back and side dressed that other three, we got another big bang for our buck. So we want to see this go on in multiple trips. Some of you guys watching this, you've, you're done planting, and I know that we've missed the first one. We really want to see some on two by two or with your pre-emerge chemicals. Somehow up early, we'd like to have just a little bit, not a lot. That's not where we're going to load it. We're going to put some up there, maybe a pint, maybe two, depending on how much we need. And then we're going to come back, and with our post-emerge chemicals, we're going to put on another pint. Why just one? Well, I get concerned about burn. Can you put two on? Yeah, a lot of people do. I tend to hedge my bets on being pretty conservative and making sure I don't do the wrong thing, and so I tend to gravitate towards one there. Then I'm going to take a look and say, okay, do you wide drop? Do you side dress? There's another chance. You can put two or three on there and take another shot. You know, some of these guys need six, eight, as many as nine pints, and we can figure out how to get it on. We just need to be doing it every time across the field. We can do it with our foliar feed. We can do a low dose in with that two-gallon of 318-18 and whatever other micronutrients that it's calling for, we can put some boron in there. And I want to encourage you to take a look at that. Guys, these are interesting times that we live in. They really are. But there are so many things that we can do to make life better. And I do just want to pause and go off to the side here and say there are a lot of people out here trying to sell us a micronutrient blend. It's everything you need in one jug. We find that amount of boron to be very insufficient and very insignificant 90% of the time. Guys, we need to address this. We need to take this problem head on and not try and fix this and everything else with one deal. I am not a fan of mixes. You guys know that. We're very, very, very locked in and focused on what we're doing. You know, I don't know if you like to hunt. We like to hunt. Nothing's better than making that shot at 400 yards. That's an incredible feeling to know that you can make that shot shooting 400 yards, but you can't do it with a 12 gauge. Now, if I'm shooting a target that's 30 feet away and I use a 12 gauge with eight shot, I got a pretty good chance of hitting it and doing some damage. At 400 yards, I'm not going to do anything. Guys, we're farming 400 yards out. Okay, we got to get on target. We got to be specific in what we do and we got to quit trying to use the shotgun to make the 400 yard shot. There's no sniper in America that makes those shots of a half mile and uses a 12 gauge. They're all using a rifle with a scope. Your rifle is your products that you choose, the right ones that are spot on. Your scope is your soil and your tissue test. That's how you aim it. That's how you get it down and you hit that spot. If I walk outside here, grab my gun and pull the trigger and I don't even aim at anything, I'm not going to hit anything. Yeah, the bullet's going to land sooner or later. I'm never going to know what it was. And it's going to have no significant impact. And guys, when we're out doing this, we want to have significant impact. Boron is critical. And in the United States today, boron is critically low. Guys, I can't begin to tell you how much I want to encourage you to do this. Take action on this. This will make you money. It's something that you can do today, no matter what stage of the growing season you're in. Go pull the soil test. Go pull some tissue test. Call us. We would love to help. You can reach us at 641-919-1206. You can send us a text at that same number. 
Guys, the boron thing is huge. It really is. And we really would love to help you with this. And let me say this, there are a lot of different products that we've seen. I've got multiple growers that we work with who have tested, and they've tested our product right beside others, and our product is different. I'm going to be very blunt, but let me say this. We have never seen another product that gets into the plant the way our complex boron does. How we blend this changes everything and the results for you. Everything that happens in ag, yeah, it's good for somebody. The question who? Is it good for the guy selling it? No, it better be good for the guy using it. And that's what we're all about, results. If you're interested in some results, reach out. Text message, phone call, 641-919-1206. Reach out. We would love to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We love sharing information with you guys, and we look forward to working with you soon. And we really do hope that you're having a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.